Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. We are going to talk today about internal complaints. One of the things we do a lot of, as many of you know, is conduct investigations of internal complaints. And I get questions from folks frequently. How do I know when I need to do an investigation? Whether I'm going to do an internal investigation or I'm going to retain a third party like Shaw Law Group, how do I know when I need to do an investigation? And I know for some of you, you're probably thinking, well, isn't that obvious? When there's a complaint, you investigate it. But that's not actually the case. One of the things that I think many of us forget about is that if we already know the answer, if we already know what happened, then an investigation is not the answer. So let me tell you what I mean. Somebody makes a complaint that at a meeting, I made a very inappropriate comment. There were 10 people at the meeting, okay? And they all say I made the same comment. Now, even if that comment, which this would never happen, but even if the comment is race-based or sex-based, it's something that is um, an equal employment opportunity issue that needs to be investigated. We don't need to initiate an investigation if someone comes to me and says, Jen, we heard you made this comment. Oh my gosh, yes, I did. It slipped out. I can't believe it happened. Look, you can never do that again, Jen. Okay, I won't. We're done. Maybe you need to write me up. Maybe if I have a pattern of this, you terminate me. But you don't need to do an investigation because you already know what happened. So we have saved clients a lot of money throughout the years by telling them that they don't really need us to do an investigation, that they already know what happened. They just need to decide what to do about it. And that is really something for us to focus on. When you know what the facts are, when you already know who's involved, when you already understand what the problem is, you don't do an investigation. Remember that the investigation is a means to an end. And the end is solving whatever workplace issue is out there. The investigation is a tool. Now, do you need to investigate? an equal employment opportunity issue, a safety issue, a wage hour issue. When you don't know what happened, you bet. Get in there and do your fact finding because that is what an investigation should be. It's about facts. What is more likely than not to have occurred? We don't know 100% because we weren't there, because we would already know what happened. So, When you get a complaint and you are analyzing it, you're looking at, is this something that we need to investigate? Not only do you want to look at, well, is it about the union? Is it about an equal employment opportunity issue? Is it because somebody made a complaint? Are they claiming to be a whistleblower, for example? You've got to look at all those issues, but you also need to ask yourself, is there something I need to know? to decide how to solve this problem that I don't already know? And if the answer to that is no, then you don't need to do an investigation. So I think this is an incredibly important concept for a number of reasons. 
Number one, when you do an investigation, people get worried, right? So when you say I'm investigating this complaint or we got Jen Shaw to come in because she needs to look at this issue, people get worried about that. So you introduce anxiety, you introduce worry, you introduce fear into the workplace by saying you're going to do an investigation. Now, that's fine if that's what we need to do. If we need to do an investigation, well, it just is what it is. But we don't want to do an unnecessary investigation. Another reason it's a problem is when people participate in investigations, they can be retaliated against. And all that really means is that someone mistreated the person because they participated in the investigation. And it can happen to anybody involved in the investigation, right? The investigator, the witness, the complainant, the respondent. Anybody can be retaliated against for participating in the investigation. And I know for some of you, you might be thinking, well, how would a respondent be retaliated against? Well, what if I'm a respondent who didn't do anything wrong? And I've been named in this complaint. And because I've been named in the complaint, even though I've been absolved of wrongdoing at the end of the investigation, my manager won't consider me for a promotion because she thinks that there needs to be more time to pass so people will forget about the investigation. That's retaliation. You are treating me differently because I was named as a respondent in this complaint. So retaliation is a big concern for everybody involved. And if you don't do the investigation, then that part of retaliation isn't gonna be a concern. The other reason you don't wanna do an unnecessary investigation is because it takes time and energy and resources. And if you're anything like we are here at Shaw Law Group, we are stretched thin. We have a lot of work to do. We have great people on our team, but we're not sitting around eating bonbons, okay? So we don't have time to do things that are unnecessary. This is one reason when we send out our bills every month, almost every month the client will call me and say, I don't know if you build all of your time because it, it seems like it should have taken you guys longer than this. And I always tell them, we, we're quick. We want to be quick. We want to get it right. So if we need to take time, we will. But a lot of the things that we get are things that we can answer off the top of our head or we can send a document and give them a template so the client can do what they need to do. We don't need to bilk the time that we're spending. We're too busy. So we don't need to stretch it out. We can be super efficient and super quick because we're really full, right? We've got a lot going on. That's the case with just about every HR professional, EEO professional, personnel manager, employment lawyer, in-house, outhouse that I know, right? We're, we're busy. So we don't want to spend unnecessary resources, unnecessary time, unnecessary energy in doing investigations that don't need to be done. The last thing I want you to think about is when you do an investigation and there is a finding, whether it's a substantiated allegation or not, remember substantiated means it's more likely than not that the incident or the claim is, is true or is accurate. Whether or not you substantiate an allegation, there is a factual finding, right? You are either saying it's substantiated or it's unsubstantiated. And that has consequences. 
So somebody feels like they made a good faith complaint, they believed in their heart all the way down to their toes that somebody did something wrong. Now you tell them that the investigation is over and there was no um, substantiation of their concern. That has a consequence. So there are a lot of reasons not to go undertake an unnecessary investigation. So when do you need to investigate an internal complaint? First of all, when you don't know what's going on, right? When there's something that if it's true, if what that complaint is alleging is accurate, you've got a potential problem. Doesn't mean you have a lawsuit. It doesn't have to be only equal employment opportunity related, right? Harassment, discrimination, retaliation. Yes, we are legally bound to investigate those kinds of claims. But if we're a good employer, we want to make sure our culture is positive and appropriate. We're going to investigate any issue that comes out that we want to get to the bottom of, right? It might be about somebody clocking in um, on our time clock and then sitting down for an hour and not working. It might be about somebody who says they need uh, sick leave because they're very ill, but they're on their Facebook page at a raging party the day that they're out sick, right? There may be a number of things that we need to look at. Now, there are rules, of course, about how to do investigations. We teach a three-day, very intensive workshop on how to do investigations, how to write reports, etc. There are rules. There are things you have to follow. And you always have to make sure that your investigations are done in good faith, that you've spent the time necessary to interview the relevant people, look at the relevant documents, and reach a conclusion that what you think more likely than not happened. Remember, we're very rarely going to know for sure unless we've got it on video, okay? So when you're looking at how to do the investigations, there are parameters, there are bumpers, there are, are practices, there are skills that you should be using, there are things that make sense for you to do. But you got to make the right decision initially in terms of whether that investigation is necessary. And this is why I think it's so important, whether you're a very small workplace with just one person who handles HR, maybe they're also the ops manager or the manager of the um, retail store, whatever it might be, you want to have a process. When you first receive the complaint, you look at it. If you've got some questions about the background, you dig in, you call the right people, you figure out what you need to know. And then you decide, okay, yes, there's something here that if it's true, it's a problem. So if somebody says, I want you to investigate, I think Jennifer's stealing all of my pens, which I'm known to do. I go to somebody's desk, I ask to borrow a pen, and then I will walk off with the pen, okay? Not my finest trait, but it is something that happens. You don't need to investigate that. You come to me and say, Jen, stop stealing pens. We're done, okay? Really, here's a box of pens, enjoy the pens, stop stealing pens, okay? That's fine. That, that is great, because even if I am stealing pens, it's really not going to be something that is going to be a major workplace issue. Now, stealing lunches is a different issue, right? We got to watch that. But my point is, if the thing the person is complaining about is just, even if it's true, 
is not going to be a policy violation, not going to be a problem, then you're not going to have to investigate. You're just going to deal with the situation. Jen, even if you think you're not stealing pens, we get it. We just want to remind you that you can't steal from people. Okay, so no taking of other people's pens. Obviously, you document that conversation, you wrap it up. Many larger employers have specific funnels of where complaints go. This is about the union, so that goes to the labor relations person. This is about uh, an EEO issue. Somebody's claiming they're being harassed. Okay, that goes to this person in HR or the EEO officer if you're in the public sector. Somebody's claiming that somebody is misusing workers' comp, that they're not actually injured and they made up a an injury so they could get workers' compensation, temporary disability payments. All right, that's going to go to a different person. That's fine, but you all have to be talking to each other. One of the biggest things we see when we're looking at managing these kinds of, of issues in the workplace is that we're not communicating. We're not making sure that everybody who needs to know what's going on is part of the process, that they understand what should be happening and how it should be happening. So when you're looking at an internal complaint, all of these issues are going to be buzzing around. And if you need to then funnel it to certain groups of people, you can do that. The decision about whether to use an internal investigator or an external investigator is a topic for another time. We've talked about it on an earlier podcast. What's really important is that you choose an investigator who can be fair, who can be unbiased, who can make sure that they are thorough and they get it done in a timely manner. And that's hard to do. We have been caught on the timeliness side a few times where we've taken too many investigations or we didn't think we were taking too many, but then something else comes out of the woodwork and it ends up that we can't complete the investigations as quickly as we wanted to. It's very disappointing for the client and it's doubly disappointing for us because we always want to be sure that we're doing the best we can, but it happens. So when you're looking at, do I need to do an investigation? Once you decide the answer to that question is yes, then you have a new set of issues you have to think about. For now, I just want you to realize that just because somebody makes a complaint, that doesn't necessarily mean you need to initiate an investigation. Everyone, thank you for joining me here today. Keep up the good work and we'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.